We've been, in the last four weeks, this will be our fifth message, um, I got a ring, I think I got a ring in that, if you can adjust that for me. Um, in our series on the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit, title of the, uh, of the series is Holy Spirit, the Help. Holy Spirit, the help. And no matter what group of people I'm looking at, I'm looking at a group of people today, if I was looking at some other group of people, or a hundred other group of pe- groups of people, any group of people I'd be looking at, I can say this clearly, and it's absolute truth. I'm telling you today that you need help. You need help. You cannot exist on this planet without help. You weren't made to live here on your own. You were not made to exist on your own. There was only one Lone Ranger, and that was the Lone Ranger. No, No, there was only one Lone Ranger, and it was Jesus. Everybody forsook him. Everybody forsook him. His father turned his back on him because of the sin that he took upon himself. One lone ranger and the rest of us were created to operate with one another in spite of each other. In spite of our differences, in spite of our shortcomings, we were created to operate and connect with one another. In fact, in fact, you will always be called upon by God to flow with people that don't think like you do. People that you're around and it's like nails on a chalkboard. He will always demand out of you. Many people ignore it and they want to just flock to people that think like them and like what they like, but that's a boring life. It's a boring life not to be challenged to get along and to connect with and understand people that don't think like you do. And you can't do that on your own. You have to have help to do it. That's why if you're married today and your spouse is sitting next to you, it's why you don't think like he does or she does. You don't act like, you don't look like, thank God. (laughs) But you weren't supposed to. You You were supposed to marry somebody who's opposite. And life is about opposites. So that you take the strength of both parties and you make something that really works in every form of relationship. Well, you mean, Pastor, I can't... I I have a good friend and, you know, we like all the same things, so I shouldn't be friends. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said, you know, those are the icing on the cake, you know. But to make the cake, you got to put more energy into it and it's going to be developing relationships with people that don't think like you do because they've got things you need and vice versa. You ever stopped and thought about the fact that you've got something that someone else needs? I tell the story when I lived in the valley, in the Rio Grande Valley down in um, McAllen. And uh, I, I had a business, I had an automotive detail business down there years ago. And one of the car dealerships that I worked for, 
the, the owner's mother handled all the finances. And when I, when I took over that account from, another, from a friend of mine, the one thing he said is, watch out for Mrs. So-and-so because she's a witch. And in those days in my life, I was looking for witches, you know? I mean, I was looking for anybody that listened to what I had to say. And people most of the time were running from me because I was just kind of belligerent and I was like over the top and I just had a lot of the zeal of God in my life and, and I just, I'd chase people down. My family members, they'd have family reunions and not invite me, you know? <laughs> I was loved. Anyway, I learned over time. But the first day I walked into this lady's office and presented one of my... Uh, one of my invoices for weeks worth of work she just looked at me and she said put it over there and she looked at me and she said you just remember when I get time to write you a check I'll write you a check and I said thank you ma'am and from that point on I was after that woman and within a year it was you know I, I had an automotive detail business but I got checks before people that, you know, made the cars <laughs> because I won that woman over. And, and her personality turned and it changed and we became great friends. And where everybody else was scared of that woman, I, 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 I won that woman's heart by looking past the outer shell and understand what really made her heart tick. And you can't do that without the Holy Ghost. You'll look at that person, they know exactly what they're doing. She was just so stinking rude. And then all of a sudden, you let their actions affect you, and then you're worse than they are. Because you're worse than they are because you should know better. But, you know, we all have done it. I mean, don't look at, don't, don't hit your spouse or somebody and say, you know, you, no, we've all done it. We've all had that attitude and looked that way and thought all these kind of things, you know. But what matters is, that we really find out with purpose and have vision for why we're on this planet. And only the Holy Spirit can give you that. You can go, you can go to a hundred colleges for four years apiece and be 90 years old and have no clue why you're on the planet the, because going to college won't teach you what the Holy Ghost will teach you. Yeah, information's good, education's good, all those kind of things. You know, opens doors for opportunities and all that, and we want that. But if, if you're looking for information and knowledge to bring you to a place where you understand the future and where you're going, you're deceived. I'm just telling you right now. You can like me or not like me. I'm just telling you the truth because I only got 20 more minutes. It's the absolute truth. And you'll live all your life discouraged and frustrated. Money won't do it. Prestige won't do it. 14 different careers that are, that, that are flourishing won't accomplish that. Only the Holy Ghost can do it. And we have to understand that. Amen? So we've been on this series, Holy Spirit the Help. Jesus said in, let's just review a couple of verses as I just drive home. We're, we're going to spend just the last few minutes today in Galatians 5. But in John 16, and... Verse 7, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage, he's telling his disciples this, it's to your advantage that I go away. 
For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Helper, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. It doesn't seem like at the state where these people are in, what they have not had until Jesus showed up, then Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Seems really strange. But what He's saying is, the one that is in me that's making the difference is, is, is going to be left for you and his name's the helper and he's here to help you and if you let him help you, he won't do it for you but if you if let him help you, then you can accomplish everything that I accomplished because he, he said in, in two chapters before that, the works that I do, you'll do and even greater works because I've left you, it's to your advantage that I leave, I'm at the right hand of the Father, now all of heaven... Is being is all of heaven heaven's representation is now on the earth through what Jesus accomplished, but now it gets to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. But we just have to know we have to know how to activate Him, as we talked about last week. I've been saying the, these last four or five weeks we've got to raise our awareness of the person of the Holy Spirit on a day to day basis, on a minute to minute basis. If you're born again and you know what Scripture says about the Holy Spirit, I don't believe there's an issue of that there is a Holy Spirit, a Holy Ghost. The Scripture uses the, both words, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. You know, ghost sounds like Casper or whatever. But in the world of God, there, there, is, a, there is a person, as the Scripture says, He calls Him He, there is a person who is holy. And... My chair up here, this empty chair, represents, as we talked about, this person. And even though the Holy Spirit's job from Scripture is not to sit in a chair somewhere, this empty chair, to me, represents the awareness or the level of awareness that is arising in me that Holy Spirit is with me, and we're going to do this thing together. Holy Spirit, we're going to do this together. Holy Spirit saying to me, Bert, we got to do this together. Every day in your life, when, you, when your eyes open, you've got to realize that you need me with you because you can't handle the day without me. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Think about, think about, if, if we were to pull everybody in here, with what are the top three things that you think about first moment you wake up every day? Most of you, when you wake up, it's not thinking about good things. It's thinking about fearful things. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I didn't say everybody. but I'm just saying people in general, most people, they wake up with fear thoughts. And the reason that they wake up with fear thoughts, and I'll just tell you this, the reason you wake up with fear thoughts is because you didn't go to bed expecting the Holy Spirit to be there when you wake up. A chair doing something, you know? What if you set a chair next to your bed, just like this, and your eyes open and you see that chair? I'm going to make you think about the Holy Ghost. That's what the chair is sitting here for. That's why you're looking at it these last four or five services that we've done. Just, just thinking to yourself, wow, the Holy, is the Holy Spirit that real? Is He that present? Yeah, He's present. 
And he wants your eyes to open up every morning and say, okay, another day. Holy Spirit, we're going to do this thing today. We're going to enter into this great day. It's the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in the day. And we're going to enter into the day and we're going to be victorious. God never created a defeated day. There's never been a day ever created that was a defeated day. Yeah, but Pastor, you didn't know. No, it was you. It was you. You thought and expected defeat, and so there was defeat. But there's never been a day ever on the history, in the history of the planet that we know of that the day was created defeated. Do you know that today is May the what? 26th. Do you know that August the 1st, 2013, has already been created? Did you know that the year, the whole year of 2014 has already been made? Do you know that 2025 is already created? Well, but, but Jesus may be coming back. Okay. I'm just telling you. He doesn't wait till 11.59 to scramble around and figure out what's going to happen for the next day. It's already been created. So if he already created the day and no day was created in a defeated manner, then you and I can live victorious every single day. Oh, Pastor, you're just living in the dream world, buddy. You haven't been watching Fox News lately. I didn't say there wasn't destructive things in the day, but the day was not created destructive. How can you change the world in, your, in, in you by waking up in the morning and realizing the Holy Spirit is sitting there just like this? He's waiting for you to wake up. I mean, how else would the Holy Spirit be? He's a person, you know? I mean, you think he's like some weird, funky thing? No, he's sitting there just waiting. Bert, let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Let's get up. Man, I woke up this morning, and I had a fear thought, and it went... Because I thought about the Holy Ghost the moment I woke up. I had a fear thought the moment, and, and within the next moment it was gone. Why? Because I'm so aware of the Holy Spirit, and He's here to help me. And I don't have to be afraid, and I don't have to be tormented, I don't have to be down and out, I don't have to look at myself as a loser. I'm on top and I'm not underneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens one. The greater one lives inside of me, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, everything that's in the world. I mean, my gosh, what do we have here, folks? It's awesome. And he's our help. Amen? We talked about the fact Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And I'm just making this quick point. If you think that there are problems in your life because you were born that way, you were born into something, you were, you know, I'm, I'm just a 
chip off the old block, you know, my dad was this way, my granddad was this way, my mother was this way, so and so, and everybody was this way, so I'm just this way, okay? As a result of being born one time in the flesh. But he said, you must be born again. We're born of the flesh, and then we're born of the spirit, born of the water and the spirit, water of the womb, come into the earth that way, but then you must be born again. He said, don't marvel that I say you must be born again. And when you're born again, okay, you're born again, and all the things that were curses or things against you because of what maybe where you came from, now, he said, any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, everything is brand new. You don't feel that way. That's right. That's why we're not moved by what we see, what we feel. We're moved by what he's saying to us. So if we learn to walk by the Spirit, hear the voice of the Spirit, and even actually know what the heck that means, then there's nothing that can defeat us. You know, there's not a person on this planet that is your problem. Well, Pastor, that's just, you know, that's in your world, maybe, but not in my world. There's not a person on this planet that's your problem. The only problem in your life is between your ears. And you get your thinking right, and you get to hearing the Holy Spirit. And he will lead you through anything and everything and every challenge you have. And no matter how defeated you have felt and what a loser you have felt like in your life. I mean, I'm talking to some people today. I'm telling you, I don't care where you've been or what you've experienced. God is greater through the Holy Spirit. He is here to help you. He will help you. But you have to be able to hear it. I said this in one of our other meetings, and I'm going to jump into the verse I want to talk about just in a minute. But these things are important that you hear these again, what I'm saying, or some of you for the first time. But it's this, that when I mean, I'm telling you, my mind just went <laughs> zip. What was I going to say? There you go. Come on. But the Holy Spirit's going to remind me what I was going to say. So you have to just, you have to like, okay, see, in my position, I have to like, okay, settle down. Okay? It doesn't matter if people think you're stupid. <laughs> Man, how can you have a point and just forget it? It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if they, you know, it doesn't matter about anything. What matters is that the point I had was really important. It was so important that I forgot it. <laughs> but I will remember it. Amen? So give me a second because I need to say this.
I got it. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> this is what I was going to say. Jesus said in John 14, I was just going to make this statement, but I'm going to, I'm going to read this now. He said, I will pray the Father, watch this, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And the Amplified, in verse 16 here says, calls him a help, a comforter, a counselor, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby. And the thing that we have to constantly remember is that he is all of that all the time. But he, here's what he won't do. And, and this is my last point before I get into what I want to finish this message with today. He is the helper, the advocate, the attorney, you know, the, the strengthener, the one that strengthens, okay? But we're in this life with him together. Actually, the Bible says that we're co-laborers with him and we're equal partners with him in the earth. We're not, of the, we're not the deity of, of God, see? But, but we're, we're joint heirs or equal partners with the anointing. And so because we've been empowered, we have a part, Okay? So if today I have, I have financial issues, let's say I have financial issues and I need help, okay? If I have financial issues and I need help, then I go to Him and He'll help me. He won't do it for me, see? He won't fix my situation without me learning from it so I don't find myself in the same situation because otherwise then he would become a name that wasn't mentioned right there. He would become the enabler and not the helper. So he would enable you to get right back into the same situation because there was no change in your life. And that's what he's wanting to do all the time. You may say, you know, man, I'm having a hard time raising these children. I'm just... I'm just giving it to God. He don't want your kids. He's not going to raise your kids, but he will help you. He will help you. Man, I've got this job, and I've got these people in work, and I mean, they are just, I want to use every four-letter word in the book to describe all these people at work. I just, I'm just giving that thing to God, and God just doesn't even want it. Hmm? But what God wants is He wants to be there in the midst of your work and He wants to help you to deal with the issues and the situations with these people. He wants to help you. He's the helper. Look at your neighbor and say, you need help. Okay? Just remember that. You're not going to do it on your own. You're not going to accomplish this thing on your own. You're not. You and I cannot, we were not created to figure it out ourselves. When we don't know how to pray, who do we have? Holy Ghost. You understand? We can't fix this stuff in life. And life will not get better for anybody if it doesn't first get better with you. 
Because if you got information about how to get help, and you get the help, and then you can help someone else, like I said last week, there's two, there's two things that God does through the Holy Ghost. He helps you, and then he helps you to help others. But if you don't have the help, how are you going to help someone else? Oh, brother, you're right. It is horrible. Everything just, oh, my gosh. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do about a job. You lose your job? No, but, you know, everybody else is. I might as well, too. You know, I mean, I mean, people just set up and ready for the worst stuff to happen because they're not listening to the Holy Ghost. You got a job today and you don't have it tomorrow. Holy Ghost will get you another job if you let him help you. Maybe you'll create a business. Maybe you'll become the next Bill Gates as a result of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Right? That's what we need. But we got to let him help us. Most people don't want help. Especially don't want help from somebody that can't see, they can't hear them, they don't even know if they're real or not. So you got to work that out. I've been working it out for over 35 years. At 18 years old, when I first got born again, never served God for a moment in my life. You know, I was a, I was just a dude. You know, I mean, I was just a dude like everybody else. Smoked dope, drank just because everybody else did. Didn't even like any of it. Did drugs, didn't even like them. Everybody else did it, so I did it. I just kind of lived that life. And then I got born again, and all of a sudden, it's just like this whole thing began to change. But I was real skeptical, and so it took me time to figure it out. I had to work it out. And that's what you have to do. You have to work it out, and he'll just be your helper. And all we're doing is just giving you the tools to know you can do it. Amen? So, Galatians 5, and we'll end with this. Galatians 5 and verse 13. <clears throat> For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Verse 16. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for these are contrary to one another, for they do not do the things that you do not do the things that you wish. For if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are, and you don't have to read all these, the works of the flesh are whatever is your flesh. Stuff that, you know, most of the time you know is probably not good and shouldn't be doing this and that, you know. But when your flesh is in control, even if you want to do right, you find yourself not doing right because you don't have the ability to do it because the helper's not helping you. And interesting, there was a time when I would teach out of this passage right here, and verse 16 says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that was interesting years ago. I spent more time talking about the lust of the flesh and how you needed to get rid of that than talking about walking in the spirit. Because the Bible there says, 
if you'll walk by the Spirit, then you won't do the things that really you don't like that you're doing, but you can't stop them. I'm going to say it again. If you learn to walk by the Spirit and what that really means, then you'll find yourself stopping the things that you don't like that you do, but you can't stop those things. You'll be able to stop them. That's what that said. And I'm telling you, the Bible don't lie. And I know that's the truth. But you have to learn what walking by the Spirit is and what it looks like, okay? Next week, we're going to talk about activating the Holy Spirit through praying in the Spirit. And then we're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and be able to pray in the Spirit, but we're going to teach on it first. And today, I want to end with this, because I want these thoughts in your mind. I want you to think about this. In the, in the fifth chapter here, and the 14th verse, it says, or in the 13th verse, for you were called to freedom and to liberty, like we were in this nation. We're called to liberty and freedom. Only don't use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. Through what? Through love. I have a ring in. Can you, can you get that ring in out of there? I know, I know it may, didn't bother everybody else, but for some reason it bothers me. Um, so today, I, I want you to leave here thinking about these three things, okay? I want you to think about these three things. <clears throat> Praying in the Holy Spirit, well, before I say that, just look, listen to this verse. You can write it down. Or it's in Jude. In verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God. Building yourself up, in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God. Galatians 5 and 13 says, don't turn your liberty into an opportunity for your flesh, but through love serve one another. So, I think that the key to walking in love, based on what we just read right there, is being able to, when you're angry, be able to pray in the Spirit and build yourself up and put the anger behind you. When you're frustrated with something, that you can back up and pray in the Spirit and you put that behind you. When you're in a fight, maybe with a spouse or a friend or a parent or you're just frustrated and angry about a specific thing with someone else, that you're able to back up and pray in the Spirit and build yourself up and walk in the love of God. Love will never fail. As we understand what the nature of the love of God is, it will never fail. And there's three things that you have to actively do, and I promise you, you'll hear these three things when you pray in the Spirit. Because it's all through Scripture. 
But these three things are something that you can think about the next time, like five minutes after service, that you're challenged to walk in love or out of love. Okay? Three things that you do to walk in love with someone. Number one is to listen to them. Somebody's saying something to you, and you're interrupting them, and you want to say something before they finish talking, and you know, you're not listening, paying attention, you're not giving them. When, when you don't listen to people and you don't pay attention to what they're saying, you, what, what, you're, what you're doing is devaluing them as a person and that they're not worthy of your presence. Because you're staring, you're looking at something else, thinking about something else, non-existent. You might be there in someone's presence, but you're not listening to what they're saying. Key to walking in love, number one, is listening to people. And I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit, He will help you to learn to listen. He will remind you to shut up when you want to talk, when someone else is talking. I'm telling you, what you have to say is not that important. I mean, I'm talking about all of us looking at ourselves. I'm I'm saying what we have to say is not that important. What's more important is that you listen to what other people say. You know why? Because God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you need to listen twice as much as you talk. And that's the absolute truth. I mean, that's absolutely the truth. And the more that you listen, the more you're activating one of the characteristics of the love of God, that you're developing in yourself an awareness of what other people are saying. And you know what will happen is? Now watch it. This could be dangerous. You could actually become interested in what they're saying. (laughs) I'm telling you, Holy Spirit will help you do that. (sighs) Pastor, my husband will never do that. (laughs) Don't say that. Pray. Begin to thank God. I've got friends and all they want to do. They never listen. Man, I'm just such an idiot. No. Start praying. Start thanking God that people will listen by you practicing listening. Because I promise you, you're not listening as much as you think you are. You may even appear to be a listener, but if you're complaining and things aren't working right and you're not walking in love, it's because you're not listening. Tony, you think, well, how does that have to do with love? Watch. Try it. Number two is that you make personal time for people, people that are important. It's easy to make personal time for people that don't demand anything out of you, but people that need your time, you know who will show you who needs your time? Holy Ghost. Man, he's shown me some things over the last few years of how I haven't paid attention to the right people, and so you make the changes. Make time with people. Listen to them, but make time with them. So as, as, you're, as you're purposing, you call somebody, and you say, you know, we hadn't talked in a while, and I feel like the, we, you know, we need to spend some time. Could you, you know, meet me at Starbucks, and we just spend a little time, you know, have a cup of coffee and talk or whatever? You know, if they faint on the other end of the phone, you know, just wait till they collect themselves and get up and get back on the phone. You know, the fact that, but I'm telling you, it will generate things 
and cause things to happen because of the steps that you take to just spend time with the right people. Give them time. Give them attention in your life. It's amazing what it'll do. And the third thing, the third thing is do for people. Not just yourself. Pray for people. Help someone else. Not just thinking about yourself. Not just, you know, I'm telling you, if you're meditating on something that's not working out in your life, just do something for someone else. It's amazing. It'll get your mind off yourself. Because you can't think about you and someone else at the same time. And I tell you, to do you better, and things will work out more and more, and the Holy Spirit will be able to help you more if you quit thinking about yourself and start thinking about other people. The best way to do it is just pray for them. You think about somebody. I mean, you say, well, what, 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 what do I pray for? Well, if you know how to pray in the Spirit, and we're going to talk about that next week, if you know how to pray in the Spirit, He'll help you. He won't do it for you. He won't pray for those people. He doesn't need to pray for them. You need to pray for them. But He'll help you to pray for them and how to pray and what to pray, according to Romans chapter 8. He'll give you the things to pray and help people. So, number one, Listen to people. Number two, give them your time and attention. And number three, do things for people. And I'm telling you, it'll activate the spirit of love and it will cause you, it will cause you to want to do more for others than what you do for yourself. And I, you know, the old saying, love is what makes the world go round, Right? You can sing that little song all day long. I ain't going to do jack. You can think about it all day long. Well, I need to do this, and I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to. I've, I've been there. I've been there where I need to, and I need to, and I made a note, and I need to follow through with that, and I didn't follow through with it or whatever it was. It doesn't work. No. But I tell you what, you know where it starts? It's just learning to listen. You say, well, you know, I don't, I don't know about making time with them because, you know, they're going to think so. Hey, just listen to them. Find somebody to listen to and pay attention to. It's amazing the things that can happen and the things that can, that can open up and, and things that can be released in your life. And the more that we're aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit and His, His part that He plays in our life, man, there's more that we can accomplish and do. And the more that we can see happen for others. Remember, the Holy Spirit is here to help you and to help you help others. And you boil it all down, and that's why you were put on this planet. You boil it all down. I mean, careers and all those kind of things, all, all that's great, but not when it's apart from you hearing and being led and doing what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Amen?